From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advanced today, closing at or near their best levels of the session. Folks from Renaissance Re, ringing the closing bell of the New York Stock Exchange, we are brought to you by the American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. Learn more at ADR.org. Stocks rebounded from a morning sell-off to fluctuate near a six-week high. Treasuries advanced as investors await tomorrow's jobs report for clues about the timing of the Federal Reserve's next policy move. The tenure up 9.30 seconds, yield there 1.80 percent. S&P 500 index up five points to 20. 2105, a gain of three tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 46 points, a gain of three tenths of one percent, while Nasdaq picked up 19 points, an advance error of four tenths of one percent. Crude lower little change down one cent to $49. Oil uh, holding near $49 a barrel as OPEC members decided today against setting a new output ceiling. Jason Schenker is the president and chief economist of Prestige Economics. He was our guest this afternoon right here on Taking Stock. Even though it was a more positive meeting, no production quota was adopted, no target was adopted. Uh, and uh, I know that the Saudis had worked very hard to put together what turned out to be quite a complicated proposal that they thought would meet the interests of both Iran and Saudi and all the rest of the members. And yet uh, it, it wasn't accepted and, and there's no production number again. And again, gold, uh, uh, crude oil at $49 a barrel. Gold down a dollar eighty to th- uh, $12.12.90 the ounce, a drop of two-tenths of 1%. The S&P 500 index up 5 to 2105, a gain there of three-tenths of 1%. And at 402 on Wall Street now, let's take a look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Hillary Clinton is hitting Donald Trump hard on foreign policy. During a speech in San Diego, Mrs. Clinton said the American people have a choice to make. It's a choice between a fearful America that's less secure and less engaged with the world and a strong, confident America that leads to keep our country safe and our economy growing. Mrs. Clinton called Mr. Trump fundamentally unfit to be president. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he will vote for Donald Trump. Speaker Ryan made the announcement via Twitter and in a column for his hometown newspaper, The Gazette. Ryan had initially expressed reluctance about supporting Donald Trump. 
President Obama gave the commencement address at the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs today. The president told the graduates the U.S. is in a better position to lead than any other country in the world. Our standing in the world is higher. And I see it in my travels from Havana to Berlin to Ho Chi Minh City, where huge crowds of Vietnamese line the streets, some waving American flags. Just after that graduation ceremony, an Air Force Thunderbird jet crashed south of Colorado Springs just as the president had wrapped up his address. An Air Force spokeswoman said the pilot ejected. There was no information on the pilot's condition. No injuries on the ground were reported. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, uh, recapping, stocks higher across the board, closing at or near the best level of the day. S&P 500 index up five points to 2105, a gain of three-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more. That name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and shakers, that's where we're going now. Dave Wilson, our stocks editor, is in studio with me. My co-host, Pim Fox, out of the office this afternoon. We did have a definitive up move, I would say, if you look at the internals of the S&P 500, because 346 companies had their stock price close higher. 155 did have theirs close lower, and four were unchanged. Dave Wilson, when it comes to moving and shaking, who do you want to kick off with? Why not Johnson & Johnson? I mean, after all, this is a company with three main businesses, drugs, medical devices, and the smallest one, consumer products. Well, J&J made a $3.3 billion deal to expand the consumer products unit. The company's buying closely held Vogue International, which makes shampoos, conditioners, and styling products. They're sold under the brand names OGX, FX, Proganics, and Maui Moisture. And the idea of this deal went over pretty well. J&J shares with a gain of 1.5% in today's trading. Well, I want to take a look at Signet Jewelers. Now, they're very popular in terms of K Jewelers, Zales, Jared, all those cool commercials lately. They're about 3,600 stores. But their share price was down pretty sharply today at one point as much as 14%. Why? Because Jim Grant, James Grant's investment newsletter, took a critical view of the company, sparking fears also about a possible gem-swapping scandal. Uh, now, Jim Grant, of course, admits that he's bearish on Signet, uh, but it did raise uh, concerns, and he focused in on complaints and questions about Signet's credit operations. This has been a long-standing source of criticism for the chain. Some questions about uh, how they 
operate more like a finance company even than a jewelry change and increase risks of investing in it in the process. His newsletter also mentioned a BuzzFeed story about customers complaining their diamonds have been unknowingly replaced with lesser quality gems, mentioning a Maryland woman who said her $4,300 engagement ring purchased at K Jewelers had its diamond swapped out for a man-made stone, Dave. Well, if you want to talk about a complaint, you have to look at Oracle. I mean, late yesterday, a former senior finance manager at the business software maker filed a whistleblower lawsuit. The uh, plaintiff, Slatlana Blackburn, claimed she was told to inflate revenue from Oracle's cloud computing services. It's their Internet-based programs. Now, Oracle came out, denied the allegation, said they're going to sue Blackburn for malicious prosecution. And in the midst of all this, Oracle shares down 4% in today's trading. Okay, on to Box. Now, Box is a seller of cloud-based storage software. This is a big deal, right? A very growing space. Uh, Box actually closing down by more than 11% at $11.34 a share. In fact, it was the biggest drop in nearly four months because it reported decelerated billings growth that missed analyst estimates. A J.P. Morgan Chase analyst, Mark Murphy, downgraded the stock to neutral, citing concerns over Box's strategy of shifting from multi-year prepaid terms to annual contracts, fewer customers making add-on purchases, and an increasing number of deals being done toward the end of the year, increasing the seasonality of the uh, business. Earlier, we had Mandeep Singh from Bloomberg Intelligence on. He's a software analyst talking about the big deal with uh, Click. And uh, uh, private equity group, uh, Thomas uh, Brova. Thomas Bravo, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, Thomas Bravo. Yeah, click. Q-L-I-K. got to love that spelling. Stock up 3.8% of the day. I'm going to give you a twofer, and there is a connection between them. So uh, hang on a sec. Uh, Nant Health. Uh, this is an online provider of healthcare data. They uh, began trading today after a $91 million initial public offering. Ticker on this one is NH. Shares up almost 33% on the day. Now, here's the key. Nant Health is among the companies controlled by Patrick Soon-Shang, who last month agreed to buy a 12.9% stake in Tribune Publishing. And we had news out of that company today. It's the owner of the Chicago Tribune and the Los Angeles Times. Tribune won a proxy fight with Gannett at its annual meeting. Tribune previously objected to two takeover offers from Gannett, and a person familiar with the matter told us that Gannett is leaning toward dropping its bid. Put that all together, you got Tribune publishing shares down 1.8% on the day, and Gannett higher, uh, just eight-tenths of a percent, though. Well, let's take a quick look at L Brands. You know, that's, you think of Victoria's Secret. That's who you think of. And their stock is up four and a quarter percent at the close today, $71 and change. They said, uh, today that a later Memorial Day impacted their same store sales for May. Uh, but, but, uh, they were flat last year. They expected the holiday to lift June same store sales, however, since Sunday and Monday of the weekend would be included in the month. And of course, retailers are under so much pressure lately that just the fact that you don't do worse makes people feel better. It is time now for the Volatility Index Report brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at CBOE slash dot com slash powerful outcomes VIX. So the VIX closing a little bit lower today, down some point five seven points to thirteen point sixty three. The VIX, of course, is uh, tracking and trying to recover after its second monthly decline in May, the second in the past seven. All right, Dave, you're up. 
Uh, hi. Uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, Let's talk American Woodmark. That's my stock of the day. It's a maker of kitchen and bath cabinets. Next month is the 30th anniversary of its initial public offering. Shares trade under the ticker AMWD, as in American Woodmark. Uh, last year, they almost doubled in price, rose to a record in December. They've been down and up this year, and today they were down again. And it's because a string of well-received earnings reports ended. American Woodmark's profit for the fiscal fourth quarter trail analyst average estimate to Bloomberg survey. Company had come out ahead in each of the previous five quarters and beat the average projection by an average of 29%. So clearly that didn't happen this time around. And the fourth quarter disappointment sent American Woodmark to its biggest one-day loss since August 2011. Company shares falling almost 16.5%. Ouch. Dave Wilson, thank you so much. He's our stock editor. Follow him on Twitter at the one Dave. This is Bloomberg Radio. Uber getting a $3 billion plus investment from Saudi Arabia. What does this mean for the company? Should they get ready to go public? That's coming up now on Bloomberg Radio. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street. The promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, Top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.